New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. Giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Hello and welcome to Toolbox Talks on the Site Shed. And in today's interview, you're going to be hearing from, well, me. In a strange twist of events, Clinton from TradiePad, when I interviewed him, said that he would like to see me on the show. So, sorry to say, but that's what you're going to get. Stay tuned. So, g'day everybody. Uh, We're interviewing... Matt Jones from Tradie Web Guys today. Uh, so welcome, Matt. Thank you, Clinton, for having me on my show. <laughs> <laughs> this is really weird. Uh, and I'm obviously a, a guest host here, uh, and I have, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing, but that's all right. You might want to give a bit of background as to why, uh, how this interview happened. <laughs> so uh, I'll let you do that. Well, when I, I actually interviewed uh, Clinton in a previous episode and then the final question when I asked Clinton who he'd like to see interviewed he uh, threw a curveball at me and said oh I'd like to see Matt Jones Um, now the funny part of that is there's actually two Matt Joneses and uh, I am going to be speaking to him uh, but when I asked Clinton which one he meant he did actually say both so um, of course for that to happen I needed somebody to interview me and because he threw the curveball at me I thought I'd uh, throw one back at him and say well righto now you can host it so uh, <laughs> here we are <laughs> over to you host yeah no, that was very confusing so <laughs> let's just get straight into it what did you want to be when you were a kid Matt? well believe it or not and uh, my best mate is a testament to this um, he says it's true to this day that when you're in primary school and you uh, write down what you want to be when you're big um, for some obscure reason, I wrote down, I want to be a plumber. And I don't know why that is. I, I think I had a friend, uh, or what, I still do have a friend. Um, his father was a plumber back in the day, and we used to occasionally go out on the job with him, and we used to have a great time just driving around the truck and stuff. And I just thought, well, this looks like it could be fun. So <laughs> be careful what you wish for is the message there. In the back of the plumber's van with the electric eel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's what happened. But, uh, <laughs> So tell us about your transition into into becoming a plumber. I suppose when I, like a lot of kids coming towards the, uh, in year 11 and 12 at school, when you're forced to make a decision about what you want to do for the rest of your life, I, um, you know, not being an academic kid, I thought, well, I can either go to uni and really struggle um, like I'm doing at school, uh, or I can apply a tra- apply myself to a trade. Um yeah, so I was working at a garage station with, um, like just when I was when I was in school, just pumping petrol uh, on the North Shore, and um, just for a little bit of pocket change. And the mechanic there, his brother, was a plumber, and um, I just said to the mechanic one day, "Oh, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't mind doing a doing a plumbing apprenticeship." And um, he goes, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Okay." 
And the next minute, he's on the phone in the in the workshop speaking to the boss of the company, saying, oh, I've got a young fellow here who uh, who's uh, pretty keen to give an apprenticeship a go. He's, you know, he's a bit of a go-getter. He's always done what I told him to do. And, he's, you know, and I was like, What oh, age were you then? I was, I was almost 18. Right. I was, I'd just finished uh, year 12. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, and then, and then he said, well, yeah, okay, come in for an interview. Before I knew it, I sort of went home to mum and I was like, um, got an interview with a plumbing company today. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> so that was it. Pretty much two weeks later, I started with him and, uh, yeah, never really looked back. Nice. Hmm. And there's been a bit of a change in, changing careers now though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I suppose working, is that the next question? Well, the next question is what's unique about your company? So. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. We gotta, we gotta know what's, uh, what the company is now. Yeah, well, the transition there, I suppose, into the company I have today came as a result of working in the trade and I went overseas and traveled for a few years and I applied my trade overseas, which was fantastic. Um, so I suppose one of the messages that you will hear quite often on the site shed is, you know, you don't always end up where you started. And um, I, I mean, you're a testament to this as well, Clinton, but, you know, having a trade can open a lot of doors to a lot of different areas. And to cut a long story short, I suppose I was working in the trade and um, at that point, I'd, I'd taken a quite a large interest in business, and I thought, you know, I, I really, I really want to find a way that I can give back to my industry and I can help people, help people a lot more. I just wasn't getting the, you know, the satisfaction that I wanted out of out of doing plumbing as such. So I um. I was working in sales and marketing at the time within the plumbing industry, and I had a lot of clients that were struggling um, with their online presence, and um, we helped a, few, a couple of them out, and uh, I just saw a big big need there for that, that service customized towards the trades, and so one thing led to another, and um, we started. I started a company called Plumbing Web Guys, which very soon merged into Tradey Web Guys, and yeah, we basically now do online solutions for tradespeople. So we do websites, we do uh, content creation, um, email automation, podcasts. And yeah, and now we have uh, the SiteShed.com, which is a podcast and online training platform for tradespeople. So yeah, beautiful. So that's, um, I guess that's the unique component about your company, you're focusing on trades? Yes. Yeah, we only work with trades. Um, and look, it's not... It's not because um, the product we have, I mean, realistically, at the end of the day, a trade-based business, as you know, um, Clinton is a small business. So it's very small business relevant across the board. Um, however, we, we choose to niche ourselves in that um, just because it does, it does make us, uh, it does make us different, does make us unique. And, um, and we've got a really good product. It's really good. Mm. Mm. So we touched on it before, but, uh, what what was the pivotal mo- pivotal moment for you entering into Trader Web Guys? Um, the pivotal moment for me starting my own business was I just got tired of working for other people. Um, as jobs go, I was working in a decent job, and I was not. I mean, like looking back, it was you know it was a decent role. Um, I I just got tired of you know, the way things were run and other people's way, mm. other people's methods. And I just thought, you know what, this is just driving. It just got to the point where it was frustrating me so much. And the more and more business books I read, the more and more un- unemployable I became. And uh, it came to a point where <laughs> I was just like, nah, you got to do this. And of course, then I saw, I saw the need for what I wanted to offer and we got a lot of good feedback from it. And that was it. It was just, uh, we, we just jumped straight in. Lovely. 
And uh, so what do you do now? What do you, how do you spend your time day to day? Most of the, most of my time these days is spent creating content. Um, so I've tried to remove myself from the project, project development and management side of things. Um, I like to focus more on customer relations, um, forming partnerships and then creating content. Beautiful. The reason I've done that as well is because Realistically, I feel like I'm the bottleneck when it comes to in my own business. When it comes to that sort of thing, I can relate to that. Yeah, so I I've got a good team behind me now, and um, they're so much better at it than me, and so I can just stick to talking <laughs> about this and what you're good at. Yeah, well, it's true, you know. I think and and it's a you know you hear that across the board in small business. You know, you you wear so many hats in small business where everything just gets further and further diluted down. And realistically, there's people that can do what you do better than you. Um, you just got to go find them. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> exactly. And what's what's something that keeps you awake at night? Oh, it's man, getting, you know, it's getting a bit personal. Hey, it's getting a bit personal. No, no. Um, look, I, I, I'm really weird. Like, I'll, I'll get up in the middle of the night and I'll run out to my whiteboard in my office and I'll, you know, write out this automation sequence that I've had in a dream. Like, just weird stuff like that. I'm always thinking about ways. <laughs> I know it's massively nerdy, but. <laughs> Um, I'm always thinking about ways that we can improve a process or we can improve an offer or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's any one thing specifically, but I mean, the, the one thing that really, I suppose, drives me is just wanting to give back to that, in, give back to the industry and finding new and better products that can do it. Mm. Very good. And what do you do when you're not working and you're not waking up in the middle of the night and running out to your whiteboard? <laughs> yeah, um, I surf a lot. So I live on the Northern beaches. Um, Two, three times a week if I can. Um, and then I do a lot of training as well. So, um, a lot of sort of high intensity training, boxing, and, uh, recently a lot of yoga mm-hmm. and calisthenic style training. I like yeah. yoga. So, yeah, full of culture. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, this is a bit of a, this is a bit of a hypothetical, but if a, if a genie granted you the chance to fix one thing in your business, what would it be? Um, it would be, I suppose, just having complete clarity over the systems and processes. So we are getting very good at this, systemizing our tasks and then getting getting my my team to um, execute that. But it's never, it's always a work in progress. I think, um, as I mentioned, sometimes my biggest weakness is I try and I try and spend too much time in certain areas of the business where I shouldn't be. So. Um, I'd probably, if I could get one, one the genie to wave his wand and, and do and do one one task for the business that it could eradic- be eradicating myself, basically. It really would. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to work on content um, and I just want to be able to not play in things like project management. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Come on, genie. Yeah. Get it, get it together. <laughs> What's the best advice you've ever been given? Um, the best advice I've ever been given? Probably uh, be careful who you listen to. Yeah, that's good advice. And I'll clarify that. There's so many people out there that want to give you their opinion on certain things. And very often, especially when you're new into business, you're very susceptible to listening to them. And I suppose a lot of that stems from not actually knowing any different. But you've, you've really got to be careful. Like I always use this analogy, you know, you, you, wouldn't, take, you wouldn't take marriage counseling from somebody who's been divorced. You know, so I just just try and get get good mentors around you and get good role models and and take counsel from people that you respect and that have been there and walk the walk. Mm. Yeah, good advice. 
What's the number one piece of advice you'd give to to anyone that's looking at starting a business or as a new business owner? I think the biggest thing is just be reliable. I think there's a massive... um, People these days just tend to be... I mean, not everyone, of course, but if you can just sell out to being a reliable and honest person, I just think you pave the way for such a bright future. Mm. And there's so many... You know, don't let people down. Be be respectful of people's time. You know, show up to your appointment when you when you're meant to be there, or if you're not, then let people know. Just just the basic things. But if I if I can, I tell you, if you can just do that, you'll you will do well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. When people know they can rely on you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what's the best thing you've ever done to to find new customers to generate new business? I think from a longevity point of view, it's uh, creating strategic partnerships. So working with people that complement what we do, um, and TradyPad's a great example of that. You know, it's, it's not like a high turnover, I suppose, business model, but it's such a great way to grow industry presence and it's such a good way to build profile. And I think from a trade-related perspective as well, you know, forming partnerships with companies that, that complement yours. So, you know, if you're a plumber and you, you know, you can form a partnership with an electrician, like work together. You don't have to work against each other all the time. You know, you can really form strong, a strong, uh, like database leverage. Power group. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be it. Nice. Don't know if this really applies, but how do you avoid competing on price? No, it definitely applies. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, very much. So, obviously, we, I mean, the, one of the foundation products of Trady Web Guys is websites. Um, and we are definitely not, by any measure, the cheapest solution on the market. Mm. And um, we're not the cheapest solution on the market for a number of reasons. Firstly, there's just so much that comes out within the box that um, other companies don't offer. And we don't even really get that objection anymore. I think because we now, people that come to us are so well informed of the product that we deliver. We very rarely get, um, you know, we very rarely have to tackle that obstacle of, well, so-and-so is doing a website for this much. Why is yours this much? Mm. Um, and if that is the case, then we can, we have a good system of automation where we can say, hey, listen, this is what we do. Go away and watch this video series or whatever yeah, it is. education. Yeah. But I mean, like when, when, when leads come through partners, I mean, when leads come through you guys, for example, you know, they know, they know straight away what they're, what they're sort of getting before they come to us. So it's a bit of a no brainer. Like typically our, our client, the customers that come to us are people that have been down the path of getting the cheapest solution and now they want a sustainable solution mm-hmm. and they want to be able to grow with it. Mm. And. Do you have any tips for being able to increase your conversions and winning work, winning more work? Uh, yes, definitely. If you want to increase your conversions from a trade perspective, well, I'll use myself as an example. So with, with Tradey Web Guys, we have a very high conversion as in converting you know, a proposal into, a, into an accepted job. Just because we clearly outline what they're going to get, and we and we also are, are very good at managing expectations. So, you know, we don't fluff around and we don't try and overpromise. We just say, "Well, this is what it's going to happen. This is how it works." Blah blah blah. And typically, we find people like that. Mm. Um, from a trade point of view, I would say that would be applicable to you as well. Just you know, be honest, be upfront when you get out there. Tell people how it's going to work. Um, if they want to go ahead, then they'll go ahead because they 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 you know they're they're on the same wavelength as you. So yeah. Be as transparent as you can. Exactly. Transparency. Yep. And what's, what's your favorite app? 
or business tool or customer relationship management mm. tool. I'm a big fan of Podio. We use a, we use a platform called Podio uh, and we do all of our project management. We do our, our CRM is through Podio. I'm one of those people and my Braden, who's basically our like CTO technology guy, he is, <laughs> he's always uh, criticizing for me for this because I'm always looking for that one product that kind of does everything. And as a technical person yourself, Clinton, you would know it doesn't exist. But um, no, I do like Podio because it allows me to get a good, um, a good visual reflection on, you know, my pipeline, my sales process, um, and, and the, um, I suppose, and the project management area of it is very good. Um, we also use a project, a product called Asana for project management, and Asana is very, very good tool. We use Active Campaign for our email automation. We're mad on Google Apps, so everything we do really stems from Google Apps. So look, I mean, there's a bunch of products that we use there. Uh, they all speak to each other, which is good. So they're all integrated. But yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I don't have any. Oh, I mean, of course, zero, zero accounting for the, the financial side of things. Mm-hmm. But look, I mean, that that space now is such a such a fast growing, fast moving, and evolving um, area. You know, you wouldn't. I don't know if I'd actually sell out specifically to any one of them. I think you've just got to be on the cusp of what's happening out there, and um, yeah. yeah. Build your platform. Evolving with it, yep. Mm. And do you have any uh, suggestions on the best way to keep a project on track, keep a client in line? Yeah, well, to keep a project on track, as we've spoken about in in the series we just did, I would say project management. Mm. So just having, at a basic level, having a good overview of what has to happen, when it has to happen, who has to do it. So whether you do that, you know, through a, through an, through a cloud-based uh, program or however you want to do it, I would just say have a good, a good system behind um, making sure things get done, the things that need to get done, get done, and they get done on time. Mm. What was the rest of that question? Keeping the project on track and keeping your clients in line. Oh, yeah, keeping clients in line. Yeah, definitely. So um, managing expectations is a big thing, and we found since we've started doing that a lot, we have just we don't have any problems with our clients because they know we we sort of address the address the problem before it's come up. So you know, in a scenario where you know a client might have an objection or they might have resistance towards something that's happening, we really try and address that before it happens. So we do that even sometimes at the proposal level. So be clear with what's included and what's not included. Yeah, just have clarity or have clarity, and as you said before, transparency. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and. Any uh, suggestions on referral strategies or referral techniques? Uh, yeah, ask for them. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good really one. Good point. It's just it, it's mind boggling. I mean, obviously, we are always trying to get customers to uh, get testimonials. A testimonial is a very easy thing to get from a customer if you ask for it. Mm. You do have to be proactive. So you know, we've even got a a blueprint now that we give to our customers, which is basically a, an email template that they can send to their client, which says, um, "Look, I've just put together this. Uh, we're, we're building a new website. I'm after some testimonials. Would you mind putting your name to this testimonial, which you've written yourself?" <laughs> yeah, and uh, it sounds ridiculous. Make it but, simple. But yeah, no, really, because at the end of the day, if you receive an email on your computer and you open it up and it says, hey, listen, uh, it's Matt from Trading Web Guys, Clinton, I know you're busy. Would you mind putting your name in this testimonial? Matt from Trading Web Guys, build our website. It's a fantastic product. We're really grateful. Uh, we're easy to work with, blah, blah, blah. Uh, relevant to what we, to we did to you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I say, is that okay to put your name to it? Make changes mm-hmm. if you feel, if you, if you want to. 
it's a lot easier for you to sit there and go, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead, send. Then to go, then for, if I went I to you and said, Clinton, would you mind writing a testimonial for us? Yeah. You know, and we just find that never gets done. Yeah. So that's a very good tip for, um, for the listeners. Yeah, I, I just you just got to ask for it. You got to be proactive. Yeah, we've even got a document as well, like on the completion of a product of a project where we'll send the customer it's a PDF document, and it's how to leave a review on Facebook and Google Plus, and it actually has hyperlinks where they can click on it if they're logged into their Google profile, they're logged into their Facebook, they click on that PDF and it takes them straight to our review page, hmm. and they can just leave it right there. No. It's just to make it as easy as they can. Good one, yeah. simplicity. Mm. And what's the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself? Well, I'd say niche yourself. So find a niche that you're good at and stick to it. I think so often you see people that have spread themselves thin across the board. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, we're attested to that at Trady Web, guys. Like, we never want to compete against web designers. We're not interested. Like the product that we have is so more, so much more, has more of a holistic view and it really considers the entire ecosystem. Um, and I spoke about this, you know, in a, in a previous podcast with you know dave from melbourne seo you know it's all about having understanding how the ecosystem works and how your product fits into that into that scenario mm-hmm. you know like even considering you know our <clears throat> our businesses together how they work how they complement each other like that ecosystem that is you know technology cloud computing websites apps you know it all sort of works together at the end of the day mm-hmm. so yeah my advice there would be niche yourself Mm-hmm. And what what does the future hold for Matt Jones and for Trady Web Guys? Yeah, look, I mean, Trady Web Guys is going very strong. Um, the future, the future for Trady Web Guys will just be to grow that brand and just get the name out there further. The site shed is, you know, is a global business. That's going uh, that that's a big focus for us at the moment because we really just want to impact companies around the world and we really want to help them get access to resource and information that can benefit their business. Yeah, look, that's something that I'm, I'm, I've always been passionate about, and now we have a really good tool to to uh, implement that. Beautiful. Mm. Get the get the word on the street. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And what's the reason that you get out of bed in the morning? Um, surfing. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> ideally, <laughs> I always at least try and check it. No, look, I just love I just love having products and services that I can I can help customers implement into their business, and I can see a result from it. So it's all about. Um, for me, it's all about making sure that we're just always adding value. That gets me out of bed. Results driven. Yeah. Excellent. And how can people reach out to you? Trady Web Guys. That's T-R-A-D-I-E Web Guys. Uh, .com that I use the website and we are pretty much across all social media platforms. So you can find us anywhere there. The site shared is the siteshared.com. And if you're trying to reach me personally, you can get me on Twitter, which is at MattJones1981. And I'm also at Matt Jones one on eight one on LinkedIn. Very good. And who's the next? Who do you want to see interviewed on the show next? Uh, I have a lot of uh, people that I would like to interview on the show. Obviously, um, however, I'm going to say Scotty Cam. Um, Scotty Cam is a pretty famous Australian celebrity builder. Um, he's featured on a number of television shows. Uh, the reason I'd like to have him on the show is because of the work that he does in the space of uh, apprenticeship awareness. So yeah, no, I'd have to say Scotty Cam. Okay. I'm open to suggestion there, listeners. To be advised. TBA, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. With that being said, I do have a huge list of people that I uh, that I will be interviewing. Um, but yeah, ideally. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you, Matt. Thanks for the insights. No worries. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of role reversing. Yeah. All right. Thanks, listeners. That's a wrap. Ciao.
So if you haven't already, head across to the SightShed.com and register for our Toolbox Talks where you'll be regularly sent great episodes just like this straight to your inbox so you'll never miss one. If you want to join the community, you can head across to the SightShed.com forward slash members where for a small monthly fee, you'll get access to regularly updated training material as well as access to our forum where you can mingle and collaborate with trade-based business owners just like you from all over the world. If you're enjoying this podcast, please head across to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate it, and it helps us spread the word and reach the masses. Likewise, if you know anyone that might benefit from the content we create, then uh, please go ahead and share this with them. You've been listening to Toolbox Talks by The Site Shed. For more great content just like this, head across to thesiteshed.com and join the amazing community of savvy trade-based business owners. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.